The book was better. It's fine. It's, it's, I can fix it in post. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Book Was Better podcast. My name is Kaylee Clark. I'm Taylor Collette. And today we are joined by a special guest host, Alex Criddle. Say hi, Alex. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alex is one of our Bookstagram friends. We, we met her through Instagram. Uh, her Instagram account is just filled with... Lots of good book recommendations. Um, she reads a lot. You read a lot. Yeah, I try. Of books. And um, I try. knowing you're a mom like me, I like admire that even more. <laughs> Taking care of small children and then still finding time to like read is that that's that's an additional challenge. Let's be well, real. Let's, let's just say TV and movies. That's when I read because they watch the same things over and over. And so I can just tune it out and focus on You're my like, book. oh, yes. In Canto for the seventh time. I'm going to read my book. <laughs> yes, that that is the one that has been playing for the last two weeks. <laughs> yes. Same in my house. So. Um, but we love Alex's content. If you want to check her out, her handle's just Alex L. Criddle. Um, and we'll have her like tagged in our description and whatnot. <laughs> but she shares lots of really good reviews, not to mention just really pretty like book stacks and stuff. So oh, if you're interested you. in books, it's very aesthetic, which why are you <laughs> listening to this if you're not interested in books? Honestly. <laughs> but if your books are your thing, then um, Alex is your thing. So she's she's over there on Instagram. So check her out. Um, and we're super excited to have her because today we are talking about. Pride and Prejudice. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> it is my all-time favorite book. So, <laughs> oh, Jane Austen is my favorite author. So, um, and happy belated Valentine's Day. So, this is technically like our Valentine's Day episode. Episode. <laughs> so, I mean, Valentine's Day was on Monday, and this releases on Wednesday. But still, happy Love Week, everybody. <laughs> and. Uh, even if you don't have a Mr. Darcy of your own, hope you had a great day. <laughs> oh, Mr. Darcy. Oh, Darcy. Darcy. Um, Darcy, Taylor, Darcy, I can't Darcy, think Darcy. of any... <laughs> I can't think of any announcements or any other things, like, news we have to share. Can you? Nope. This is normal. We never think about that stuff ahead of time. It's always <laughs> in the moment. <laughs> um, then at the end of the episode, okay, we're cool. like, well, oh, whoops. <laughs> But that's fine. Oh, yeah. Wait, did we share this? Like, <laughs> so cool. So then we can just dive into it yeah. with my nifty little, you know, starting lineup. Here's the spiel. So we are talking about Pride and Prejudice, the 2005 movie adaptation. And Jane Austen's work, Pride and Prejudice, was originally published back in 1813. Dang. And if my memory serves correctly... I believe this is the oldest book that we've we're talking that we've talked about so far. The on only the other one was like Treasure Island. How old was that one? That was 1883. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> that no, was this a good, is good solid like <laughs> 60, 70 years after Jane Austen. <laughs> All right, so, so yeah, no, I don't think we've. Um, uh, well, I guess we talked about Jane Austen's other book. We we talked about Emma. We, we have we talked about Emma, but I can't remember right now when that one was published. She's I can't your favorite if it came author. Before or after. <laughs> listen, I don't have her whole like. Listen, it should be in my notes. Why can't I find it? 
okay, I just looked it up. 1815, according to Google. Okay, so yeah. Pride and Prejudice came out first. So there oldest book that we've talked about. Thank you, Alex. Google is a thing. I could have done that. <laughs> probably would have been quicker, um, yeah. <laughs> probably would have been quicker than like just just flicking through pages. It's fine. <laughs> but we're excited. So Jane Austen, I mean, this is clearly the 2005 version is not the only adaptation. Not and it, actually, far. if you're interested in learning more about the other adaptations, that is what we'll be talking about in the mini-sode next week. But our our lineup here for the 2005 adaptation, we have director Joe Wright, screenplay Deborah McGock, McCock, I don't know, it's it's like Scottish, and I I know I'm not going to do it justice. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> music, oh, just round of applause for the oh, music for this the movie. It's music, just so phenomenal. This okay, Dario I Marianelli. Yes, I have to butt in here. You guys always say the music is great in every episode. <laughs> this, this tops it all. I mean, this music is amazing. No, no, it really does, though. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I listen. I listen to this score when I write. I listen to this score when I just need to listen to something. Yeah. Huh? It's, yeah. it's when so I was good. in school, I would listen to it while I studied. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too. And I and I, I own the CD. So for, you know, the <laughs> listeners who <laughs> Remember CDs. Remember, it came out in 2005. (laughs) CDs were where it was at still. Yeah. (laughs) So that that is how much I love it, that I own the CD, and I still do. And you still do. That's the real test. And it's true. We we rarely have qualms about the music. Like, the music is never bad, Mm -hmm. but, like, compared to the music for this film... Maybe some of the other films' music is bad, <laughs> just in comparison, because this one just, it's, it's on its own level, I oh, guess yes. you could say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. For sure. So just, man, Mr. Marianelli just really rocked it. <laughs> um, but then also casting, Gina J also mm. did a phenomenal so job. So good. Just <laughs> Perfect. So good. So, so <laughs> very good on that front. Um I find it hard to believe that anybody is unfamiliar with the storyline of Pride and Prejudice. But because it's how this show works, the summary I shall give you is this. Elizabeth has prejudice. (laughs) Mr. Darcy has a lot of pride. (laughs) And they have to overcome those things. When they fall in love with each other. So. <laughs> <laughs> what the a summary. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's like your classic, literally classic, published in 1813. Classic, like, enemies to lovers. It's the OG. Love story. Honestly. It, is. it really is. OG. <laughs> OG enemies to lovers. Um, I can't think of, like, a more classic tale that has an enemies to lovers it, it began the trope it started the, it yeah. started it all mm-hmm. of course i didn't i didn't research that but i'm making the claim but we're claiming so. it <laughs> um correct me if i'm wrong but it's pretty easy to believe i think that this is where that trope began so it's just so fun and it's you know regency victorian era literature just Jane Austen was definitely pushing boundaries when it came to her strong female characters, especially when you look at the time. Sorry, Victorian lit like studied a lot of that in school. And so that's going to come out because that's part of the reason why I love Jane Austen is because (laughs) she was not only a phenomenal author, like she the way she wrote characters, the way she wrote dialogue, just 
fantastic. But then when you look at the time she lived in and like the options that women had at that time, and then to see how she writes her characters, especially her female characters, is just chef's kiss. So <laughs> um, but that's that's where I'll leave it there. I, I just want to get into it. So <laughs> let's let's just dive right in. Um, as as always, when we have a guest host, we will we will have Alex go first. And then I went first in the last episode. So it'll go Alex Taylor and then me. And we'll just round robin this until we're done. So, <laughs> Okay, so first I have to preface this by saying that this movie was my introduction to Jane Austen. And so it holds mm. a special place in my heart. And it's really hard to find things that are wrong with it. But, <laughs> but reading, reading the novel this time, which I have read so many times, like I probably can't even count on both fingers how many times I've read it, I really tried to focus on things that were different and that stood out to me. So going into that, but this first one is more of an anti-grievance. And so we'll start there. Um, <laughs> totally so in, valid, especially yeah. when the movie's this good. So. I know, right? Um, so in the movie, there are quite a few scenes that take place at night, which is kind of strange because when you read the book, um, almost nothing takes place at night, except of course for like dinners and balls, which is totally normal. But um, I think they did that in the movie to make things more dramatic because you have scenes like um, Mr. Darcy bringing Elizabeth the letter and it's really dramatic with her in that scene, like looking in the mirror and then oh, you see the like passage the sun of time. setting oh. and it just oh. gets darker. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Um, <laughs> so And good. then you have um, when Elizabeth, oh, I know. Um, when you have Elizabeth receiving the letter from Jane, and mm. she finds out about Lydia. That's all happening at night. Um, and then there's this, I, I mean, it's so beautiful. And so, like, the shot that's outside of the house when um, it's like the night Bingley proposes. And then you see, like, mm -hmm. the, the camera move from room to room. And you Ooh, see all, uh -huh. of, all of the family's um, different reactions to that. And then, of course, we have Lady Catherine oh, coming at night. Her and, arrival in the middle of the night. Oh, wow. I mean, again, all of these, I think because they're set at night, they make it more dramatic. But mm -hmm. in Not that to mention just it's a change of scenery. It's a change. Right. Yeah. Of, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Exactly. But I mean, I in in that time in the Regency era, things were done properly. And so if you were to go over to someone's mm -hmm. house, typically you would be invited or you could go over in the afternoons and they had specific calling hours when you yep. could go over and you didn't need to have, you know, an invitation. And that's not to say they didn't do things at night, because sometimes their balls would go well into the morning, as we see in the oh, movie. Oh, like till literal dawn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They did not know how to party in the Regency times. It was just proper partying. So, yes. so all that to say it is not a grievance. It's just something that I noticed that, you know, it was a, a big change in quite a few scenes from think, the book to the movie. Yeah, I think my favorite is definitely because... Lady Catherine comes at night. It's like mm -hmm. they're like so disheveled and it's so dramatic. Mm -hmm. But then that also allows for like 
the sunrise yep. walk <laughs> scene. Yes. So I'm like, that's definitely my favorite of the night scenes, yes. purely because it allows it, for Darcy yeah. to then travel all through the night and arrive just, <laughs> just as the sun rises. Oh, the, the fog oh, still the clearing. More. Yeah. <laughs> Without fully getting ready and his coat open oh, and you can see yes. his chest hair. Oh. That's, that's his, that, that was like, whew. For that That's, time. Yeah. <laughs> so scandalous. Oh my gosh, his, you can see a small portion of his chest. What is happening right now? It's like seeing a lady's ankles. Okay. <laughs> but oh. with you, for mm-hmm. sure. Especially that, like, and it adds to just what I'll talk to a little bit later, but just like this, the scenes, like, and how mm-hmm. they framed them. Yeah. Setting, changing the setting tonight really like allowed them to do some cool stuff. So yeah, yeah. but that is a difference, and also would have been seen as improper in the actual time. So. <laughs> yes, <laughs> very much. Okay, my number three and my only actual grievance. <laughs> I don't, I don't have much. Like you said, this movie is the best. Um, it's just I. This was my first time reading this book. To the shock of many. <laughs> I love yeah, reading. Including but. myself. Yes, yeah. Me too. <laughs> because you're my sister and I've read this book at least 15 times. So. Yes. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I just never really got around to it. I, it was always it's on the show. It's Austin's most like well <laughs> known and Fork, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Anyways, so it was fun for me because I've seen the 2005 movie. I own it. I love it. I watch it all the mm-hmm. time. And so it was fun to read the actual book that it's based on. Um, <laughs> and I noticed that the book is much more third person. Like, obviously, the movie is third person, but you really follow Elizabeth and you follow, like, her discovery of things they very rarely like move away from Mm -hmm. her whereas the book is very much here's what's going on and here's what's going on with everyone not just elizabeth so -hmm. you get a lot more insight earlier on into what's going on in darcy's head in bingley's head in like uh, mr collins and her parents like really everyone and everybody um you you know it before even Elizabeth does a lot of the times. Whereas the movie, it's very much you learn when Elizabeth learns. And mm-hmm. I do, I mean, obviously, the movie is great. I love it. I really like the way that they did follow the storyline with Elizabeth. But it was kind of nice to, like, see those nuances earlier on, especially with, like, Darcy, Darcy and Bingley, to, like, be able to be like, <laughs> while Elizabeth is figuring stuff out. Whereas the movie, I feel like you don't see it quite as much because especially Darcy's so stoic and he's supposed to be stoic. That's like uh-huh. good acting on the actor's part. But you don't good get to job, s- Mr. McFadden. Yes. <laughs> but you don't get to see those inner thoughts that he has when he's oh. Yeah, it's giving me a thumbs up on Zoom. Thanks. Um, you don't get to see those inner thoughts and you don't get to like kind of grow with the characters as much through the story so that was one thing that i noticed for sure that's it it's pretty short (laughs) (laughs) and i feel like in the book you still obviously get this sense that like 
no, Elizabeth's the main character. Oh, yeah, for sure. But you still get this really nice background. Yeah. And and like you get to look inside other people's minds, not just Elizabeth's, which is mm-hmm. the benefit of third person in most cases. Right. Yes. So. But it's funny because I feel like a lot of the times in the past episodes when we've moved from like a first person book to a movie, we're like, eh, you lose so much because now it's in third person, not first person. And they almost flipped it with this one. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, hmm, this is different. Still good, but different. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know how I feel fully about it. So my number three, I'll talk more about that later. <laughs> I know you my will. My number three um, <laughs> is, so they remove, and it's understandable, right? Like in every movie, they remove some characters because they have to simplify it sometimes when they have a very large cast or, I mean, you just, this movie already has a very large cast. Like, <laughs> it's big. So it's not, un like, not understandable that they removed some characters, but they, like, specifically removed the fact that Mr. Bingley, like, when he first comes to Netherfield, it's not just Darcy and Caroline that are with him. He has another sister and her husband Yes. We're also visiting. Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Hurst is mm-hmm. what they refer to them as because, again, it, his sister's married, so she's not Bingley anymore. And so a lot of the conversations then at, you know, at Netherfield Park, at um, the like the original ball scene in town, all of that, it shifts a little bit because you have two additional people in the conversation who are changing the dynamic of the relationships and the conversation a little bit. Um, so the biggest change I see that happens in the movie with the removal of those characters is the character of Caroline Bingley. Don't get me wrong. She is still pretentious and snooty and kind of a brat, I guess you would say. And <laughs> she's in, not great. In the book and the movie. But in the in the movie, they, they almost had to just make her like this sole villain kind of figure where in the book, you do get this this feeling that she genuinely likes Jane. She genuinely thinks of Jane as a friend and enjoys Jane's company, especially because it's not just Caroline and Jane. It's Caroline, Mrs. Hurst, her sister and Jane that like dine together and talk at events and things and and, and so it's it's different removing those additional characters. She suddenly becomes this snide. She's just snide the whole time. She's super unpleasant. Like yeah, in the she in the book she definitely like has those moments. And I wrote down in my but, notes, but it's specific only to Darcy and Elizabeth. Like she sees yeah, I was like she's Darcy very isn't as cynical about Elizabeth as everything else, and then immediately gets jealous. But she's not that way, like, to everyone else, whereas in the movie she is. Yes, she's much better at putting on a face in the book than in the movie. I feel like they don't even bother having her put up pretenses. She's just like, I hate all of you all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, and it's funny. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go, Alex. Go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in, in the book, Caroline and Mrs. Hurst, because they're sisters, they're constantly talking to each other and gossiping and talking about what has happened and so she has kind of a confidant to rely on whereas in the movie 
I think some of her comments are more directed at Mr. Darcy, who, you know, sometimes he just, like, you can just see he's kind of mentally rolling his eyes because <laughs> yeah. he's like, no. Like, I'm, <laughs> really like, I'm not here to <laughs> exactly. be your, yeah. Yeah, your, so, so she, yeah. she doesn't have that person to go to and to, like, you know, go in the corner and, and chat about whatever's happening, mm-hmm. especially with all the Bennets, you know, all all the Bennets coming the crazy, in. The crazy Bennett family. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> But it's the biggest standout to me was and I'm not going to be able to quote the line exactly. And I didn't write it down um, is in the movie. Mary, when they're, you know, talking, when when they go to visit Netherfield Park after Jane's been sick and, you know, it's like the remaining sisters and Mrs. Bennett arrive and they're talking about the ball that Bingley has to throw. Mm -hmm. Mary's like. Uh, balls aren't great for conversation. Like I'd much rather, you know, there'd be no music and just talking, blah, 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 blah. And then Caroline goes, but rather less like a ball, you know, in like this Mm -hmm. snide kind of way. She's the one on the receiving end of that comment in the book. In the Mm. book, Caroline is the one that says like, oh, balls are too loud and too much. You can't have a conversation with anyone, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like her brother-in-law, Mr. Hurst or something, who's like, but rather less like a ball. Like, Mm -hmm. ha ha, you dumb woman. (laughs) It's totally different. Like, it's totally like a different, like, that was like a huge shift where it's like, she's the one who says Mary's line in the book. And she gets that, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like belittling comment in return. So it's just interesting by taking those characters out, like specifically Caroline. Mm-hmm. She was just brought to a whole new level of villain like, mm-hmm. yeah. in the movie. Well, which, a cup eh, was necessary, maybe. Yeah. But <laughs> Another character that comes to mind is Maria mm-hmm. Lucas, who yeah. is Charlotte's mm-hmm. sister. And... You know, she's not even mentioned. I don't even know if they mention that Charlotte has any siblings because she no, has a lot of siblings. They say when they first introduce her, they go, they? our eldest okay. daughter. Yeah. Okay. So they, but they never mention anything else about right, her siblings. Yeah. You, so never you don't see, see that. But, but I love that Maria, when she goes to Rosings, you get to see through her eyes just how amazing and grand this place is. Because Elizabeth sees it, but it doesn't really affect her as much. And she's so, got more on her mind. Right. <laughs> she's yes, prejudiced about these rich people. Very true. <laughs> in the title. <laughs> and then the, the other person that I was thinking of is Mrs. Phillips, who is mm. Mrs. Bennett's other sister, who's in town. And mm-hmm. she's not even in the picture either. And That's so, a huge reason why the sisters yeah. even ever go to Meriton all the time. Right. It's because they visit their aunt and go and talk with her and stay mm-hmm. with her. And yeah, they don't she even throws explain all that these social gatherings. <laughs> right. She throws all these social gatherings that all of the, you know, militia men can attend mm-hmm. because she's right there in town. Mm-hmm. And that's how Lydia and Kitty get so close to so many of these military men as 15 and 16 year olds. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. They, they don't just go to town to look to at ribbons. It's not ribbons all the time. <laughs> just endlessly need new ribbons just all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh I mean maybe because in the one scene where Bingley does show up they're like the ribbons the ribbons and it's literally <laughs> so many ribbons there is a wall of ribbons so throw at Jane to hide like, <laughs> what are they doing with them all maybe they what do are they doing? maybe they do need new ribbons <laughs> that often maybe they do <laughs> oh, simpler yeah. times you know so <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but yeah, that's that's my number three. So, okay, so my number two. This is an actual grievance. 
Um, Mr. Wickham's character is so downplayed in the movie. Mm. And, oh my goodness, like, he's he's so much more villainous and just awful in the book. Um, and also, just one, one other little thing is that he doesn't really interact with Elizabeth that much in the movie. Mm. Which I, <laughs> after reading the book and then watching the movie again, I was so surprised because he... He's around quite a bit, and sh- and he interacts with her a lot. Um, so some of some of the things that do happen in the book are he he pays a lot of attention to Elizabeth, and there are so many people who comment and say, "Oh, you know, he's looking at you, and he's mm-hmm. he's going to do something, he's going to make a move," and then all of a sudden. Um, you have Miss King who yeah. comes in and she she has a fortune. And so now Elizabeth is like, who? Elizabeth, what? Like Wickham goes after Miss King because of the fortune. Um, and then, oh, th- this was a really big one to me is that they don't mention his debts at all. Oh, yeah. In the movie. So you don't you don't hear about, um, you know, all of the debt, the debt that he rings up in Meriton, which we we don't even know in the book how much he he has in How much it is, yeah. But you assume, I mean, they've probably been there for months. And so mm-hmm. I would imagine it's quite a few thousand pounds. But one thing that they do mention, particularly in the book, is that um, when he's in Brighton just for a few weeks, he's already racked up a thousand pounds of debt. And so <laughs> that's, that is a lot of debt. And racks it up real quick. <laughs> yeah, so quick. And so you can only imagine how much he has in Meriton. Um, and so much of the money that Darcy pays him, you it's know, to, to, to marry Lydia, debts. yeah, mm-hmm. is to pay off mm-hmm. all of those debts. Um, and then finally, <laughs> one of the things that I think was kind of sad, but this kind of plays into Mr. Bennett's character in the book more, is that he he doesn't even want to allow Lydia and Wickham into his home after yeah. they're married. Because Which, they're disgraced. Yeah, I get And <laughs> I'm I mean, with, yeah, I was a little bit like... <laughs> Do I disagree? Right. Wow. I think he even I think he even says something like, "Fine, Lydia can come back, but she cannot bring her husband." Like mm-hmm. yeah. he, I think he ends up making some sort of compromise that, like, okay, Lydia's welcome, but not Mister mm-hmm. Wickham. <laughs> and then somehow, Mrs. Bennett convinces him that they can both come. But yeah, well, I mean, like the, I'm with him. I wouldn't want Wickham around. <laughs> oh, I know. Me neither. But yeah, so Jane and Elizabeth finally have to convince him to. Mm-hmm. To let them e- even come to the house after Just they're married. Just to say goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically. Um, and then they do include, though, where Kitty says, like, can I come stay with you? And then mm-hmm. Mr. Bennett, like, immediately just goes, that no. is out of the question. Yeah. <laughs> like, nope. Like, <laughs> not going to happen. That- Right. That is like a Papa Bear moment. No, she did this. You are not going down that same road. <laughs> yeah. And where it's like not even like a minute. Like she hasn't even finished saying it really before mm-hmm. he's already answering like never. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, we just we don't really get to see Wickham's character develop very much in the movie. And there's there's one moment at the very end when we last see him, when he and Lydia are riding away in the carriage Mm -hmm. and she's waving goodbye and he yanks her down. Mm -hmm. And so that's supposed to make us think that he's a bad guy, which I mean, we, we know that, but I think that they could have done right. They, they could have done more to, I don't know, to show it. The scene that they cut that really like got me was, um, where they, after they come back, after they get married and like, 
you know, she goes with the mom into town to be like, I'm married. <laughs> um, and Mr. Wickham goes like and talks to Elizabeth and he's like, dear sister. Oh, and like, mm-hmm. tell me, oh, you talked with Darcy. You saw him. Oh, yes. I've heard that his sister's gotten so much better this past year. I'm like, oh, crap, dude. Mm-hmm. You're the worst. We so. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is kind of an honorable mention that I'll mention early, but I will just say that in general, something I noticed was and again, because it's a movie and they were constricted to, you know, around two hours of Mm -hmm. of footage, but that the movie had to combine a lot of scenes that in the book are two separate occurrences mm-hmm. and maybe even happened like a couple days or even weeks apart mm-hmm. that the movie had to kind of happen in the same scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and frequently I feel like it still worked really well and, and they didn't cut any of like the most important dialogue or anything with that. But I think a lot of the stuff with Wickham suffered with those changes because it did make it just seem very quick mm-hmm. and fleeting Whereas in the book, it was they they hung out basically him like (laughs) basically him like courting her for weeks. Yeah. And then like when he does pursue Miss King, Elizabeth's like, oh, I must have not been in love because like, honestly, (laughs) I don't really care that much that he's gone after Miss King. So I guess maybe Mm -hmm. I didn't like him that much. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, you lose all of that. And I feel like you lose a lot of Elizabeth, like learning about herself. And kind of like understanding better her perception of men. And then that also shifts to obviously Mr. Darcy through Mm -hmm. all of that. So, yeah, that's that's a good point. Excellent point. Yeah. And especially because we'll talk about it more next week, but there's (laughs) is like a BBC series of Pride and Prejudice. Yes. Which, you know. Because it's a series of, you know, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it's like five, four or five, like, hour-long like episodes. It would be four. I, I feel like five would be a weird number. I think it's six total. Six would make sense. Six? I'm like, there it's either four or yeah, six. It's it, not it's five. Long, but it's, it it's so five. good, though. Five is still a nice, you know, multiples of five. That's still <laughs> a solid. Seven would be weird, but five, five's fine. <laughs> um... But like you, you when you know a story has been adopted into something that is, you know, this is two hours. And I believe I think the runtime's like two hours and 13 minutes compared to six hours mm-hmm. of footage telling the exact same story. You know, where like, you know, there are possible like there are ways that could show the whole thing. You know, like mm-hmm. it can be can be hard, but doesn't make me love this movie any less. So. No, not at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, Taylor only has anti grievances <laughs> remaining, so because this movie's she's great. not biased at all. <laughs> um, I'm here to play advocate for all those people who have a hard time reading Jane Austen's writing. That's what I am here to do. <laughs> um, she's not that hard to read. I don't get why people think she's hard to read. She's not Shakespeare, Kaylee. You're an English major. You cannot say anything. You have a skewed perspective. Try to read. No, try to read the Fairy Queen in the original Old English 
prose and, and then tell me that Jane Austen is hard to read. Just I'm not saying she's that. impossible to read. She is. I'm able to read it. It's just it's not a quick, easy read by any means. Like I have to put some brain power into fully understanding what she's saying. Oh, heaven forbid you have to use your brain. <laughs> Look, I don't have a lot of brain power to spare right now. <laughs> I am also an English major, so I'm See, I'm so here for the non-English Listen, major. Try to read Shakespeare's plays instead of see them played out in front of you. Try to read anything I like don't want Elizabethan to. That's why I didn't era major and not Victorian era. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyways. Um, so my number two is, um, it is, yeah, major anti-grievance. I think that the movie did a great job at adapting this scene major okay <laughs> the confession scene Careful where mr darcy book. <laughs> you have to agree that this scene they did a great job um you know this scene is yeah no it's the yes. confession scene where mr darcy <laughs> first confesses his feelings to elizabeth in the movie it's like raining and they like get so close to each other and like the tension is there and it's just tangible in it's the air. Palpable. Yes. Oh. And then and his they eyes like, look down to her lips. Yes. Oh, I know. It's like and the it's subtle just, things. Oh. <laughs> and it's gorgeous. It's like in this and like, his, like marble structure. When his hair is wet, it like. Yes. It makes like his hair darker and his skin like paler. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. it's like those close ups on his like bright blue eyes. So mm-hmm. It's just. Yes. <laughs> now it let's makes, like it makes like Kira slash you know Elizabeth's lips like a little bit more red and like full from the cold and it's just mm-hmm. like oh my gosh how much thought went into this scene. <laughs> it's so good. Now let's compare it to the book where it's just at the house and he comes in and they just talk and he says it and it's she the gets way mad. It properly would have happened. And then in the he time. leaves. Yeah. So boring. <laughs> I want passion. I want passion. Oh, I want it to be it in pouring the rain and dramatic. It's beautiful. So, yeah, that's my number two. <laughs> the confession scene. They took the essence of it. Like, some of those lines are word for word from the book. Oh, they're word for word. Mm-hmm. Like, amazing yeah. job. But then they... Put it in a better place with more tension. They Hollywooded it. Yeah. That's a verb now. <laughs> Except they didn't over Hollywood it. Because we've seen some movies where they over Hollywood some stuff. No, 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 no. I'm not. Again, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Yeah. But it's a it's a classic Hollywood thing to take yeah. things from books that weren't originally that dramatic and mm-hmm. making them more dramatic. And then yes. in this movie... They don't overdo it. No, so. I think that this no, was don't. the perfect scene to do that, along with a couple of the other scenes mm-hmm. that they do it. They don't overdo it, like you said. Mm-hmm. So it almost makes it more intense because it's pretty prim and proper up until that point. And then it's like, all bets are off. They're breaking free. Yeah. Bring in the High School Musical soundtrack. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't well, know how to describe it. Even just going back to the music, when when she's yes. running across oh. like the bridge, or you know, the, that music just leading into that scene. 
Oh, it's and perfect. then the drop of music. Yes, mm-hmm. like when she turns mm-hmm. and sees him there, the music's oh. almost—it's like entirely gone. Oh. Yeah, yes. And all you can hear is the rain. Mm-hmm. Like that conversation happens without background music. Right. It's just the sound of the rain, mm-hmm. and and then just, after so the music like <laughs> swells back up again as you're like, uh-huh. oh, what just happened? Yes. It's so good. <laughs> Oh, oh so good. It is one of my all-time <laughs> so favorite scenes in all of cinema history. Mm-hmm. I agree. Absolutely. So, had to... <laughs> it is, uh, it's really good. Yeah, had to point that out. And, and you know, it's a pretty good segue into my number two, because my number two is just, in general, the glorious cinematography yeah, it's so in this good. movie. So good. The fact good. that when, like, mm-hmm. new scenes start... Like, the framework and the setup for these scenes, it's like looking at a painting from that era. hmm Like, them sitting down at the table or, you know, Georgiana at the piano with, you know, Darcy standing there and you've got just that shot with, like, his back and her playing on the piano. It's just over and over again, it's like... It's like a painting, but it's real life in this movie, like the way it's set up, like those are real people. Mm -hmm. And of course, like the costuming and everything goes, it plays into like the realism of that and Mm -hmm. just how believable it is. Right. But I mean, like, yes, we've talked about how amazing the music is, but the thing that stands out so much to me in this movie is the cinematography. Like Mm -hmm. I... I can't name another movie where like the cinematography stands out to me mm-hmm. the way it, this one does. Well, um, so like I did write down who was in charge of that. And oh, his okay. name was Roman Ozen. Roman. So, <laughs> Roman, you just Round really knocked it out of the park with this one. <laughs> it was so good. Like, just, oh my gosh. Like, and I've seen this movie. A lot. I mean, this is like my comfort movie. <gasps> me too. Mm-hmm. It's mine like, too. Yep. It's my comfort. Like, I <laughs> can't tell you how many times I've seen it is mm-hmm. how many times I've watched this movie. Yep. And, like, there are scenes and moments where I still tear up and, like, cry because yep. this, like, <laughs> the way it's set up and shot is so beautiful. And then you add the music and everything. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. I could live watching this movie on repeat and just be happy. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> So good. I will so, say, like, yes. the scene that Alex mentions when we're talking about the night scenes, like, the one where it goes through the house, like, through mm-hmm. the windows and mm-hmm. shows all like, of it's them. it's beautiful. Gorgeous. Like, mm-hmm. such a cool concept, the way that they do that. And it's seamless. It's seamless yeah. the way yeah. they do it, too. Yeah. And, and then also with the scene where she gets the letter, she's read the letter, and she's just, like... They're just like processing it Mm -hmm. and the way they show that time has passed or where she's on the swing after Charlotte has told her that scene. And And it's just like she's spinning and and you can see Mm -hmm. the time time that has passed because the book very easily can show and explain how much time has passed. Mm -hmm. And the movie has to allude to it Mm -hmm. to tell you that like, hey, these relationships aren't just happening in a matter of weeks. Like it's been like a year. It's been like 18 months Mm -hmm. between the time when Mm -hmm. we're first introduced to, you know, Bingley and Darcy Mm -hmm. versus when like Jane and Bingley finally are married and Lizzie and Darcy are finally are married. Like Mm -hmm. it's not a quick little thing. Like it's, it, and they have to allude to it. And the cinematography really helps with that. And I thought of of another gorgeous scene. 
The one where she's standing on the edge of the cliff. Another, it's all oh. of them. Yeah. Oh, that, the, yeah, of but course. Yes, the, that one. That one, I mean. It's the DVD menu scene. It is. It's that yeah. music, the swell of the high piano, and then just her standing there on the cliffs. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gorgeous. <laughs> or when they're well, at Pem- even- when they're at Pemberley and they go <gasps> through and they like I'm so glad they switched it from a painting to a bust, by the way. I'm just gonna throw that out there. I think that it's more dramatic. <laughs> also, guess what? Guess what? <laughs> you can go tour that actual house yes, in you can. England oh. and that bust is there I need for to you that. to view. Oh. I need to do that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I wanted to do it when I did my study abroad and was living in England. Um, but unfortunately that like house that they use is pretty out there in like the middle of nowhere and like not near like anything <laughs> Well look else. how big so the it land been, is. Like, it's gorgeous. Yeah, I know. It would have been like a full day of like traveling out there just for like a couple hours just to travel all the way back to London. But it is my goal. It will one day happen. Yeah. <laughs> I love also the subtleties that they did with the cinematography. Like we have to talk about it. I'm going to bring it up. The hand flex scene. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that was so much cinematography as it was like the director. But then and and how he directed. (gasps) Do you know him to like. I I just read an article about that like two weeks ago. Here we go. And Matthew McFadden, he actually did that just like during a take. And like they, during a rehearsal take, good on them. They were like, "Ooh, keep that!" (laughs) Yes, the the director, though, to his credit, the director noticed it, and he was like, "Okay, we got to get a close up on the hand." Yeah. But what's awesome is that's not the (laughs) only time in the movie that like (gasps) just like a slight brush of hands like Mm -hmm. totally throws like Mr. Darcy through it. Like, there's other scenes where it's less, it's more subtle, but Mm -hmm. it's. Like, um, after he first notices her at, you know, at his house Mm -hmm. and she like leaves and it zooms down to his hand where he's just like slightly like trembling just like a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then there's other things where it's like (laughs) the tells and like the amount of sexual tension exists in these slight touches and like hand gestures (laughs) is phenomenal. (laughs) it's amazing. so good it's amazing all I, I just, want is somebody to flex their hand like that like, <laughs> like cool you just you held my hand for two seconds and it like you know put you through such an emotional like roller coaster, roller coaster of effects that you just had to like flex your hands just to like get the tension out of your body like come on just from touching my hand like, that's the dream that's the goals this is why i say darcy and elizabeth are goals oh man it's oh it's so good it's so good it's so good i mean we could go through and the movie scene by scene really each one yes. is just so good it's a, it's a masterpiece yeah it really is did it win any like Awards, it should have. It it was nominated for a few Oscars, I remember. Um, I don't Here, know let's, if it won all any of them. Well, let's all yeah, Google. Let's all Google. Googling. <laughs> a BAFTA award for outstanding debut by a British actor. Satellite award for best costume design. That's it. The costume design was really good. Okay, what about nominations? Award. Nominations, because so, if it wasn't for, nominated for something with cinematography, oh no, it was nominated for best actress, best yeah. art, best art direction, best bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. No, best cinema. It was 
European Film Award for Best Cinematographer. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, give Roman his accolades. He deserves it. Give yes. Roman the credit he deserves. <laughs> and it was nominated for Best Original Score. So again, back to yes, that music. Okay, also the music. Given yeah. good old Mr. Marianelli his, his accolades yes. as well. They deserve all yeah. the accolades. That's a fun word to say, so I just decided to use it a lot. Accolades. <laughs> a couple sentences. Um, okay, well, I mean, I guess nominations are, I'll take it. As long, at least it was nominated, even if it didn't win. But yeah. who did win that year? I want to know then. Who beat them? I have my doubts. I have my <laughs> doubts that they were actually better, but it's fine. <laughs> All righty. Um, we've already mentioned some honorable mentions, but... Um, we'll talk about more. Here's our time to, to, to mention <laughs> the remaining ones we have. Um, the big one I have is that I just really liked the kind of tomboy look they gave to Lizzie. Like, mm-hmm. of course, she was still feminine because of the time period. Like, women couldn't wear pants or anything. Mm-hmm. But how she, you can tell compared to her sisters that she's wearing older dresses or, you know, mm-hmm. last season's dresses. She doesn't take as much time with her hair mm-hmm. and making it as neat and tidy because she just doesn't care mm-hmm. as much. And I feel like that that was a really clever take on Elizabeth's ca- character in this in this adaptation mm-hmm. that you don't necessarily see in other adaptations. Um, but I, fi- I think is very fitting to who she is. Um, mm-hmm. And I yeah. like it. Yeah. I will say one thing that I noticed in the book was that Lizzie sings as well as plays the piano. Mm. Whereas in the movie, they were just like, no, nah, she'll just play. We don't need the singing. <laughs> we don't need to force Kira, young, poor Kira Knightley into singing and playing the piano. But they did keep Mary singing, which yes. was interesting mm-hmm. because they it's did. like, I feel like in the movie, it's more dramatic because you're like, oh, she's singing too. What the? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Whereas in the book, I'm like, oh, everyone sings. It's not as dramatic it's expected of a young lady like mm-hmm. it's just that she right. is maybe not the best at it <laughs> right bless her that, heart or she chooses the wrong songs yeah poor yeah. mary just right. isn't good at reading a room and no. so she wouldn't play no, the not. right kind of songs <laughs> yeah that was the right. big critique on mary is mm-hmm. it's a party and she's playing these slow somber like ballads <laughs> yes. kind of thing mm-hmm. so yes. Yeah, that goes into one of mine, which is Mr. Bennett is so much more caring and just kinder mm. in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, so in, in that in that moment when Mary's playing and then he's like, I think we've had enough. And then uh, like a few moments later, you see him comforting her and he's hugging her and yeah. you know, she's crying. And you in the book, get that he, in the book. <laughs> he doesn't really he doesn't really care about his daughters. Well, Only Elizabeth. Like, yeah, right. it's so, it's, like, painfully yeah. clear in the book mm-hmm. that, like, Lizzie is his favorite. Yes. <laughs> the frivolity that the others, like, partake in, he wants nothing to mm-hmm. do with. So. Mm-hmm. See, and another thing yeah. that I thought was so interesting that the book, like, straight out comes and says, it's like, they got married and... Then he kind of like fell out of love. <laughs> now he just kind of doesn't care anymore and just likes to read his books. I was like, yeah, he just oh. sits in his library. <laughs> I was like, I in he just the movie, wants some peace and quiet. In the movie, I thought it gave at least like some allusion to like him, like still loving his crazy wife. The book mm-hmm. just kind of is like, nah, 
<laughs> the book still has some tender moments between but him and his wife. it straight up comes out and says he doesn't love her. And like, it has like a whole paragraph on it. I don't remember reading it outright saying that. I just I read it because I just finished said that. the book today. So I, it's very fresh <laughs> in my mind. And that's so the, the end like, of the book or the beginning? It's in chapter. Hold on. I'll tell you. Chapter, <laughs> it's somewhere around the f- chapter 51 mark. So it's towards the end. Okay. Okay. But it's just like a short, like two paragraph thing about the dad. And, and that's where it talks about how he just loves reading and he likes to like hang out in the library. Mm. And that's what he likes Maybe to do. I just... Because he doesn't really care yeah, for his wife right or his daughters, <laughs> except for Lizzie. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I, I mean, appreciate. Mrs. Bennett is is a little much, so I I don't blame him in trying to get away from her most no, of the time. She's a lot. <laughs> My poor nerves. Okay, lady, we all have poor nerves. <laughs> Try living in the twenty first century. <laughs> <laughs> We're all anxious and depressed. It's fine. And then I think I think <laughs> it also right now. <laughs> honestly, I think it also talks about how like they kept expecting a son. Like even after yeah. Lydia was born, mm-hmm. they were like, "We'll have a son. We'll mm-hmm. have a son," and they just never did. And it just yeah. then they had to like make peace with the fact that they were going to lose the land and the house <laughs> and, and everything. everything. So yeah. that was also interesting to read about mm-hmm. in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Adds to the tension of Mr. Collins, which mm-hmm. speaking of Mr. <laughs> Collins, another oh, honorable man. mention. Mr. Collins in the book is supposed to be big. Like mm-hmm. he's not like the small man no, that he is. But I the, love um, the cast. But I don't I don't disagree with the change. <laughs> like I thought that it was phenomenal. The way it was like such a big personality in like mm-hmm. a smaller man, like, yeah. and the <laughs> dynamics and things that it played out there was. Oh, when he goes up to Mister Darcy, who is so much bigger than <laughs> so him, much so much bigger, it's like so much taller. He's so like, good. Um, um. <laughs> and it's literally Mister Darcy like turns around and then like looks down. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yes. Like, what is that? Is that a fly? What am I hearing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, and maybe, maybe because of his size, because this is something that I also mentioned, is that Mr. Collins is a lot more sympathetic, and we're meant to feel sorry for him in the movie. And maybe because he's smaller, mm. we kind of feel even yeah. sorry for him. Like, oh, yeah. He's so cute and little. Yeah. <laughs> he's so tiny and awkward. <laughs> Whereas the book describes him as, you know, like broad and a little like pudgy and, and mm-hmm. like he's a he's a larger dude yeah. <laughs> who wouldn't probably, you know, be as intimidated or look, you know, tiny and unimportant next to these other gentlemen. Mm-hmm. But but it's hilarious. It was an interesting, <laughs> definitely interesting dynamic change mm-hmm. in the movie. But that it was, works. Yeah. I oh, think yeah. it really works. works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also interesting. I yeah. mean, I love Kira Knightley as Elizabeth. I think the casting was amazing there. But I feel like the book talks about a lot of people who are taller than her. <laughs> like, it mentions a lot. Taller than Elizabeth. She was taller mm-hmm. than Elizabeth. The taller same than si- Lizzie. Oh, about the same height as yeah. Elizabeth. Oh, about the same. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas in the movie, I feel like she's one of the tallest. Like, Kitty and... Lydia I'm are Googling supposed to be thing. taller than How her. How tall is Karen Oh, Knightley. you're right. 
Like they mentioned, like Lizzie's one of the shortest of the sisters, whereas that's definitely mm-hmm. not the case well, in the movie. Yeah, right from the beginning, where they're right. all like, "Oh, poor Lydia, you're the youngest," and she's all like, "I don't care because I'm the tallest." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kira Knightley is five seven, so That's she's your average height. height. I'm five eight. Mm-hmm. Thank you. She's very not. Much. <laughs> no, you're I five am. <laughs> the doctors say Have five eight. So okay, well, okay. Pretty sure you're I was taller than inch taller than you. No, you're taller um, than five, you nine. think you are. Sure you are. There's no way I'm taller than five nine though. Okay, whatever. It's fine. Anyway. That's not what this conversation is about. <laughs> Podcasts with sisters. But it does okay. prove that height among sisters is an important thing. Is important. <laughs> because I'm the tallest of all of our us, our sisters. For now. But I don't know. Second. Our youngest our youngest sister, we don't know how tall our she's. Our youngest sister be. could be taller than me. She's only thirteen. Oh yeah. So we'll see. She just turned thirteen. That's weird. That's true. Happy birthday, Rachel. Shout Compared out to you. Compared to Matthew McFadden, Mr. Darcy is six foot three. Yeah. So <laughs> Nice tall, height dark, difference. and handsome. The birth of the trope. Tall, dark, yes, and tall, dark, and handsome. Oh, yes. Jane Austen was just very cutting edge with the romance genre, okay? Like, enemies to lovers, check. Tall, yeah. dark, and handsome love interest, check. Like, so good. <laughs> All good um, things. All good things. Anyways, what other honorable mentions did I have? I have a lot, but we haven't even gotten to our number one yet. So it's like and we we're like an hour going. in. <laughs> Can it's can fine. I just mention one more really quickly? Yes, uh-huh. yes. Okay, so th- this one scene just always makes me smile so much. And it's right after Bingley and Darcy return after, you know, they've been away and they come back and they come into the house. And <laughs> it's right right before all of the women are, like, trying to hurry and get things put into place because they're just laying mm-hmm. around. Um, but after... He he forget he basically forgets like what he's going to say and what he's going to do and oh, so, yeah. so there's, there's that scene about. where they're outside of the house and you know we're and we're, Mr. Darcy we're kind of, pretends to be yes, Jane yes we're kind of far away and <laughs> it's just it is so precious I love both of them in that moment and yes exactly when Mr. Darcy and it's like yes yeah. they're best friends like yes. best friends oh. back then best friends mm-hmm. now like yes they're gonna play <laughs> the roles for each other exactly and I just. I love seeing that. And <laughs> Mr. Bailey, he walks up and he's like, <laughs> Miss Bennett. And then Mr. Darcy does. <laughs> Mr. Bingley. <laughs> I think it's so perfect. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, I think like we were supposed to walk in and they were gonna say sit down. And he's like going yes. over like and Why I did think it happen it the way makes, in my head. <laughs> it makes up for a lot of the like connection I feel like you get more of the friendship and how like dear the friendship is to them in mm-hmm. the why Bingley put so much trust mm-hmm. in Darcy's and work. I yes. feel like that mm-hmm. scene kind of helps make up for that in the movie mm-hmm. and you're like oh mm-hmm. they're the best of friends <laughs> yes and you also start to see the softening of Darcy in that because it's like oh he actually is a good guy and he cares about his friend and he's playing along with this with this and he's pretending and to be this lady <laughs> yes his friend. but it also then, shows oh, how sorry, much he wants to make up for the wrongs mm-hmm. of his past like like mm-hmm. he, surely you must know it was all for you yes yes and then 
right right after that scene when Bingley goes back in we get that shot of Darcy walking away and he's looking back at the he's house like and Elizabeth is oh. outside at yes, the tree and, she's outside and it's like does he know does uh-huh. he know she's outside <laughs> yes <laughs> yes and then you get again oh, the so beautiful good. foggy scene scene mm-hmm. with him walking yes. towards her and then oh. the, the little forehead touch and, with and the, the lights coming through yes oh. Yes. <laughs> if so you good. haven't seen this movie, what are you doing? How? Why? What is your life? Go watch it right now. <laughs> right now. Stop the episode. I don't care if you're a man or you're a woman or you're a child or an adult. This movie is for everyone. Yes. <laughs> it honestly is. So good. It is so okay. Good. okay. We should probably, yeah, we need we'll, we'll, we'll continue now. Alex, yeah. what's your number one? Okay. So my number one is that Mr. and Mrs. Gardner's characters are so mm. different in the movie. Um, oh, my goodness. There's just there's so much. So we, we do have them in the movie, but they are much, much older, and they don't have any children in the movie. In the book, mm. we know that they specifically have four kids, two boys, two girls. And um, it also tells us in the book that Mrs. Gardner is several, several years younger than her sisters-in-law, which are Mrs. Bennett and Mrs. Phillips. And so um, because of that, she has a really close relationship with Elizabeth and Jane. And so I think that, I mean, I, I can imagine they're probably maybe, what, 10 to 15 years apart, you know, may, maybe a little bit more than that. But I think my, in my head, yeah, because in my head, I see that like they specifically say in the beginning of the book mm-hmm. that uh, Mr. and Mrs. Bennett have been together for 20 and three years. So or yeah. three and 20, you mm-hmm. know how to say it. So 23 years mm-hmm. knowing how they work back then. Let's say Jane then is like 22, you know, mm-hmm. like right. and, and we the know kids, that, and we know that Lizzie is 20. That is, that yeah. is. So it's and like they, they just say, kind of started having they say daughters that Jane, after that. They say Jane will soon be 20 and 3. They do They do mention that. Mm. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and I think by the end of the book, uh, Lizzie's like 21. But still, mm-hmm. like right. they're. And I pictured, yeah, the gardeners as being in there like they're, she's like in her 30s. Right. So they're in like their early 20s and she's mm-hmm. in their 30s. Like. Mm-hmm. I'm Not in my 20s difference. and I have friends in my 30s. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like that age right. difference. Right. So I'm, I'm sure Mr. Gardner is probably older, which was mm-hmm. totally normal. But Mrs. Gardner specifically mm-hmm. was much younger. Um, so then another thing is that in the movie, it to me, it seemed implied that Mrs. Gardner is Mrs. Bennett's sister because there's that one scene where Jane is going away and she says, say, you know, say hello to my sister or whatever. And I don't know if that's just her being kind and, you know, saying hi, but like, wouldn't she say hi to her brother because her brother is her actual brother? Like, I I don't know. But in in the book, Mr. Gardner is Mrs. Bennett's sister. And so Mm -hmm. that is that is made much clearer in there. Um. So going, which going, then is confusing because then it makes sense. That makes more sense with her later comments mm-hmm. when Mr. Gardner, Mrs. Bennett's brother, mm-hmm. pays right because they have no idea that Mr. Darcy also right. you know paid Mr. Wickham mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that he paid, and then you know her flippant comment of like, why shouldn't he? Like mm-hmm. they, he's, they much, he's got children. much more money than us yeah. and they have no children. You know, mm-hmm. like it makes more sense for her to say that about her own brother. Right. Versus. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so then just going further into that, 
the gardeners themselves play a really big role in the romance that happens between Darcy mm-hmm. and Elizabeth because when they plan to travel with Lizzie, they specifically plan to go to Lambton, which is where Pemberley is, because Mrs. Gardner lived there for quite a few years. And so she she knows the area. And so they in the movie, it's like their carriage breaks down, I think, and then they're yeah. just, you know, sitting on, on the rock and then they're like, oh, we're near Pemberley. And Elizabeth is like, oh, we are? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, and they're like, yeah, let's go tour. And then that yeah. leads to the, he's just so... He's so rich. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Wonderfully, so eloquent, eloquent Lizzie. Just so great. Yes. <laughs> and so, so that, you know, in the movie, they make it seem like they just kind of happen upon Pemberley, whereas in the book, they specifically go there. And because of that, later on, Darcy and Elizabeth credit the gardeners with uniting them and basically bringing them together and allowing them mm-hmm. to meet again and then to, you know, basically start their romance. And finally... The very last paragraph is about the gardeners, and it's about how Elizabeth and Darcy are very close with them, and they're constantly visiting each other, and, you know, they're very happy with with their lives. And so I think that that's just so significant, and these two people played a really big part in so much of what happened, and in the movie, they're there, and... That's they're about they're a I means mean. to an end. They're like the yeah. reason that Lizzie goes to Pemberley, and that's mm-hmm. pretty much it. And that's <laughs> it. Yeah, exactly. So I, I wish yeah. I wish that we got more of their relationship mm. with with Elizabeth, with Jane, too, because Jane doesn't really interact with them very much mm. either. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when really she watches is, their kids. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that's my number one. Good point. That's something. I'm next. Sorry, I was just nodding. You are. You're like, uh huh. Great. Yeah. Great. Smile and wave, boys. Yes. (laughs) Um, Kaylee, did you have something to add before I go on? Well, I just think that's interesting because that I do feel like they they are a significant aspect of the book and the way that the you know main two characters and the love interests get together mm-hmm. but it's not just this adaptation that I feel like they're a little bit snubbed like I mm. feel like they get snubbed in every single adaptation like that, mm-hmm. that that's not really highlighted so mm-hmm. it was just interesting it was just a little bit of reflection because I've seen so many versions <laughs> of this story so. <laughs> okay Taylor what's your number one all right. Another anti-grievance. Here we go. <laughs> this is the biggest anti-grievance of them all. <laughs> and I know many people will disagree with She's me. She's about to make me mad. She's yes. about to make me mad. Present company included. <laughs> the movie, for the most part, covers all the same scenes. Yeah, word this very carefully. The book. <laughs> I don't like when I went to read the book, I feel like I was expecting to get more than I did. All I got was more dialogue that I didn't feel was necessary. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Snubs at Jane Austen's writing. (laughs) I just feel like dialogue is like the best part. (laughs) Some of the scenes were so drawn out. They were just talking and talking and talking. And I was like, okay, I get it. You can move on. <laughs> what else did they have to do with their time? I get it. 
But I just, I was expecting like a whole scene to be cut or something. And there were a couple mm-hmm. scenes, but nope. none that were like essential to Nothing the storyline. Mm-hmm. Like it was every like chapter that went by. I was like, so when's it going to like be different? <laughs> Because I'm just so used to books being like so different than the movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. look at the past 36 episodes (laughs) that we've done. Um, There's a reason this podcast is even a thing. (laughs) Yes. And it just wasn't. It just kept being pretty much the same storyline with just a lot more talking. And I honestly didn't feel like all the talking was necessary, especially like. Here's a couple scenes that come to mind. The proposal of Mr. Collins to Elizabeth. So long. He says so many words. (laughs) The paragraphs are so But it's like satirical. Like it's it's like satirical. And like knowing Mr. Collins' (laughs) character. And like you read the words and then you get like, you know, Lizzie going like, you are way ahead of yourself. Like, I haven't even given you a response yet. (laughs) And then he just like dives back in and keeps going. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's funny. (laughs) It's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I didn't find it amusing in the amount that you probably did. (laughs) I do agree, though, with Taylor that the essence of everything is there. Yeah, I mean, like, we, we, we literally get the essence of everything that happens. Like that proposal scene. And you still get Mr. Collins very weird, fluffily mm-hmm. worded like, yeah. monologues. And, and the little flower he sets down. Yes. <laughs> yeah. On the place. Yes. <laughs> Which so, is like, like so much more sad because he is just a small man. Like, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and so I think. Put his heart on the line. That, that scene's a great example where like. <laughs> I felt like I got the same amount of Mm -hmm. enjoyment and the same vibe from the movie and the book, but the movie, Mm -hmm. it was over a lot quicker and I like could move on with the story. (laughs) And I think for me, who I love Pride and Prejudice for the story, not necessarily the writer. Mm -hmm. For me, I was like, yeah, let's let's move it along. Also beautiful. So how dare you? (laughs) There it is. There it is. <laughs> so for first of for, all, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> for those of you out there who maybe don't want to read a ton of dialogue, you can fret not that you're not missing out on too much of the story by just watching the movie. <laughs> like you're getting I mean, the same facts. story. It's, it's true. But my number one will yeah. com- tell you why you still need to read the books. There you go. So <laughs> we're just going to have the two sides here. But I just I personally felt like that was the biggest difference between the book and the movie was just the pure amount of dialogue mm-hmm. going on. And I'm not necessarily mad that they cut it out. That's all yeah. I'll say. I think, well, I think be- we got that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because because of that, we get some of those beautiful scenery shots, too, mm-hmm. that add yeah, to that cinematography. True. And so mm. it's a give and take. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm OK. I, I'm like I'm with you on like, of course, I didn't need all that dialogue. And a benefit of a movie is they can show. Mm-hmm. Whereas in a book, you kind of have to show by telling. Oh, you yeah, know? for sure. Like, for sure. By describing and and 
yes, Jane Austen, a lot of her showing is done through dialogue between mm-hmm. characters. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and I you think, don't need all that dialogue in the movie where you can physically see it happening. Yeah. So. And I, I think for me, I'm not saying that you shouldn't read the book. Like, I think there's definitely merits to reading the book. But I don't always have hours and hours to read this book. And it's nice to know that I can get the same story in like a two hour movie. And I'm really not missing that much. Hey, the audiobook is free on Audible. So yeah, it's still like 12 hours long. <laughs> listen to it at 1.5 speed. It's still eight hours long. That's what I did for this podcast. <laughs> okay, but still that you can listen to that in a matter of a couple of days. But eight in hours, two hours, four days. <laughs> in two hours, I can get the same story and it's beautifully done. So yeah, it's facts. <laughs> Except you still miss out. And here on we go. This. My number one. <laughs> you miss out on so much of Mr. Darcy himself. So I love how, as we've kind of already mentioned, that the book is very third person, whereas the movie is third person with a focus on Elizabeth. The book is very third person where in the very beginning, like right from the get go, you get these like thoughts of Darcy. Like you get to hear his thoughts. Mm -hmm. You don't get that in the movie, you Mm -hmm. know, and because he is such just like this. He is. He's very stoic. He's slow to let his walls down and let new people in, you know, and he's extremely loyal and a great friend once you break through those walls, but it's a little challenging to get to that point. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And in the book, you get these inner thoughts where it's like, no, it would, it would would be good to spend, you know, some time over here where he's not by Elizabeth because why does he keep thinking about her? You know, it's just like (laughs) all these things. You get these cute little like inner thoughts of Darcy where it's like, he was much more careful about not mentioning anything else about Miss Bennett when Caroline was around because mm-hmm. she wouldn't shut up about his comment about her kind eyes. Her you know fine, what I mean? Yes, her, her fine eyes. Her fine, fine eyes. eyes. And, like, mm-hmm. and it's just like, you get all of these little things where it's like, you don't get any of that in the movie. And of course, mm-hmm. Matthew McFadden is a phenomenal Darcy and I still love his Mr. Darcy. And I think mm-hmm. he does a phenomenal job. Not to mention that just in general, the way that the movie portrays it, where it's like, as the movie goes on, he smiles more. Mm-hmm. They like change just ever so slightly the way they do his hair, you know, just like little things that make him more attractive. As the and movie he has goes less on. around like, the neck. Do it on it, purpose. Like, it loosens his clothes slowly loosen and come uh-huh. further down the mm-hmm. neck until that last scene <laughs> yeah. where it's like I open. <laughs> Straight up. It's very intentional. Like, <laughs> But and so like and I still think he does a great job and I still love the movie, Mr. Darcy, Mm -hmm. but I love getting that look inside of his head in the book where. Mm -hmm. You know, in the book, his where he's at the whole time Mm -hmm. and in the movie, you don't so much kind of like you said, where it's like you learn it when Elizabeth learns it, whereas in the book, you know, from the get go, like. He likes her, something about her, like, just won't leave him alone. And he is from, like, the very first moment at that, you know, public ball, having this inner, like, battle with, like, I'm expected to, like, marry this, this, and this, and I'm expected to do all this stuff with my life, but it's, like, something about her. I can't get her out of my brain. (laughs) 
And, and it's like, yeah, maybe he shouldn't have mentioned those things to her when he proposed that first time. But he learns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's just by getting more of the inside of his thoughts and feelings, I feel like it adds that much more to their relationship as a whole. And like the the story of how they get together and it is, you know, the it's enemies to lovers. What can I say? I'm a sucker for that trope, man. It's oh, just me too. my favorite it's one. My favorite. It's my favorite one. And I know where I get it from. It's from this book. So um, as well as tar dogs, t- tall, dark, and handsome. Mm-hmm. Like I just want a Mr. Darcy in my life. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> if, um, if you if you love in the movie when we get to hear the letter that he writes to Elizabeth mm, and you haven't mm-hmm. read the book, basically the book is just that like that time, time that. times <laughs> ten, you know, because you get to hear more of what he's of thinking. Him and mm-hmm. and his and and that includes on top of that letter, more mm-hmm. of his reaction to what Lizzie says to him. Mm-hmm. Because he's all like He's like surprised, you know, he's like, what do you mean? Like, I'm offering you me. Like, why (laughs) why are you behaving this way? And then it's you get, you know, this his learning curve and his character development, because there's a huge amount of character development with Darcy's character, Mm -hmm. as well as Elizabeth's, because he overcomes his pride and she overcomes her prejudice. (laughs) Comes full circle. Um, You love a hidden message in a story, right? Like (laughs) Um, but yeah, I just, I love Mr. Darcy so much that I'm sad that we miss pieces of him in the movie and you mm-hmm. get more of him in the book. So that's my number one. Yeah. That's fair. That's I'll fair. I'll finish with that there. I could keep going because I could talk about this book forever. <laughs> yes, but we have talked long enough. <laughs> um, we have a couple fan faux pas. Taylor, if you want to read the one that we got to our actual account, I had a friend send me one on my personal Instagram. So okay. <laughs> I'm going to go pull that one up. Wait, where? But so my friend, my friend Ivy, she mentioned she was she this is what she said to me. She said, Tom Hollander as Mr. Collins and then 15 of the like A-OK hand emojis. <laughs> <laughs> Um, because like, seriously, like he, the way he plays that role is so good. Yes. Um, and I, I kind like of we, mentioned it earlier. I too. feel like we didn't like, touch on the cast enough. So let's just take a moment here to appreciate so well cast every single, every single one, of, one them. of them. Yes. Mr. and Mrs. And they Bennett. like all went on to be pretty dang successful. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, a lot of them, this is one of their, like, earlier roles. But then, you know, I mean, this has Carrie Mulligan in it. She plays Kitty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rosamund Pike plays Jane. Rosamund mm-hmm. Pike. Mm-hmm. Um, Lydia. I, uh, Jenna Malone, I think. You know, she goes on to be in the Hunger Games series. Like, mm-hmm. they're all very successful. Speaking of Hunger so. Games, Donald Sutherland yeah. is Mr. Yeah. Bennett. <laughs> President Snow? President Snow is I Mr. wonder how Bennett. that worked. She went from, ah, oh, he's my loving father figure to, oh, he's the president of this nation I hate. Like, <laughs> and like Mr. Oh, and Bingley. Dame, very Dame Judy Dench. Oh, yeah, Judy Dench. As Lady Catherine? I mean, come on. I'll watch so anything good. with Judy Dench in it. Let's be real. <laughs> if they were to remake this movie, like do another like 
adaptation of this movie, I would expect her to still be Lady Catherine. Honestly, she could still do it. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> like, you uh. gotta come back. <laughs> okay. Good. And then uh, we do have the other one. one. Do I say her name or do I just say our mom? <laughs> Um, yes, our mother is in agreement with me. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, she says um, the movie loses some of the detailed dialogue that I love. The banter between Miss Bennett and Mr. Darcy. Sorry, Mom. I don't love it. It's good. The dialogue's good. <laughs> Less talk, more yes. kiss. That's what I'm all about. <laughs> Something else that the movie adds because they don't. Yeah. Uh, actual kissing in the book at the, in, in you know in the early 1800s that would have been a big mm-hmm. no no. Mm-hmm. So, but they add that scene. It's beautiful and Gorgeous. it's only in, I think like the DVD version. Like it's an added scene like that wasn't in the original release. That scene at the end oh, with really? them sitting outside. Oh, I didn't know of, that. Like Pemberley. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's such a beautiful, amazing yeah. scene, and mm-hmm. it's so glorious. Cute. And but it's not in like every version. I don't think, if I'm oh. remembering correctly, I don't know. Because I remember it, watching it one time. Mm-hmm. I think it was on a cruise. Taylor, were you with Amber and I when we were out? Yes, yeah, you in were the there. hot tub. We were in the hot tub, and they were playing it. <laughs> and then it ended, and I was like, "Well, where's the kiss scene?" <laughs> Where is it? And it was like cut. Like it wasn't there. I think that and was so, maybe a censored version for the cruise because, you know, kissing is. Censored. <laughs> it was extreme. It's an extremely tender and beautiful moment. It's not yes, something that needs is. to be censored. But, but I think I remember reading somewhere, too, that like, yeah, like that scene mm-hmm. wasn't originally like released in like the theatrical version or something i can't mm-hmm. remember yeah. it makes sense though because it is so intimate and mm-hmm. you know if they're if they're playing to this is a period piece we would not see something like that, that yeah that's like that inside their doors. home yeah <laughs> yeah but it's but so good that's kind of been thrown out the window lately with yeah. period pieces that Look is at Bridgerton. That is Look true. at the Bridgerton series. That's a period piece, and we see yeah. all the intimate details in yeah. that series. That's true. Too, too many. That is true. Too many intimate too details many. in that one. <laughs> <laughs> they swung too far. <laughs> TMI. No. <laughs> but oh, but um, I do. No, I, we'll I love that Bridgerton scene eventually. and the dialogue. Only if mm-hmm. you're perfectly and incandescently happy. Incandescently oh. happy. <laughs> yes. Oh. Oh, and so the just, good. I love you most ardently. Just, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> it's a good one. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, age old question. What's the book better? Um, it's not, the, the movie's not better than the book. But I also don't think I'd say the book's better than the movie. No. Yeah. No. I know. I, I have to say they're they're equal in my eyes, honestly. Uh-huh. They they are both just so beautiful. They're so and good. I, I can't they're I so can't good. pick. <laughs> I, I can't No, pick. I could not yeah, I almost and this is a personal opinion, I almost think the book <laughs> is better for the reasons I stated before, where it's just mm-hmm. You mean the movie? Because if mean, you were movie. saying the book was better, then that wouldn't be that surprising. Sorry. But the movie, movie is then like, Woo. the movie is slightly better in my eyes for the reasons I stated before. Mm-hmm. Less talk, more kiss. 
That's why. <laughs> that is There's my campaign. Much in the movie. That is <laughs> my campaign for the movie being better. <laughs> and the kiss scene in the movie wouldn't have been as great as it was without the amazing dialogue. So it was still really good. That's true. <laughs> I just stop putting that out there. There, There's there's my words. But I do think everyone needs to read it at least once in their life. I definitely think it's one of those books. Listen to it. Because it is a good Rosamund Pike, Mm -hmm. who is Jane Jane. in this movie, is the reader. Like she narrates the audiobook on Audible. So it's really fun because when she reads Jane's lines, you're like, oh, it's Jane. It's Jane. Jane. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like her reading is very influenced by the movie that she was Mm -hmm. in. Like, a lot of her voices, I'm like, that's oddly similar to this person, or that's oddly similar (laughs) to this person. (laughs) Like, the Mrs. Bennett voice, I feel like, is very Mm, similar. Yes. (laughs) The Mr. Collins, like, the awkwardness of Mr. Collins, I feel like, is very Mm -hmm. similar. So, it's fun. It was especially fun yeah. listening to her read it, knowing we were comparing it to this movie. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So it's a tie. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, no, it's a tie. <laughs> this one ends in a tie. It's not the only one who, to have ended in a tie. Mm-hmm. No, we've done we've it We've had a few others. Great Gatsby was another one, but it's also <laughs> another one of my favorite books, right? Like my, my favorite books, when they have a really good movie adaptation, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, the movie definitely cannot be better, but like <laughs> they can be equals, I guess. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but OK, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. If you want more Pride and Prejudice talk, fear not. We will be talking about the other adaptations that you can find in our mini-sode next week. And... Otherwise, our next book that we'll be doing. Oh, my gosh. Is it already going to be March? Are we beginning? No, no, no. We have one more February. Oh. No, we don't. Yes, we do. No, we're beginning. We're beginning the Percy Jackson series. Wow. Percy Jackson's all March. (laughs) Wow. It's happening. That's true. March is is Percy Jackson month. It is. And we're going to be having We Ship It Join Us for one of the Percy Jackson episodes. Um, I don't know if we've decided which one yet, but that will be fun to have We Ship It join us for an episode again. That'll be good. Mm-hmm. But um, we have had so much fun having you join us, Alex. Thank you so yes, much thank for you. coming on. Um, oh. As a reminder to everyone, you can find her over on Instagram or Bookstagram, more specifically, <laughs> which is really the only part of Instagram you really need to be a part of these days. Let's be yes. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I have had a blast and I love you guys and I love your podcast. And it, it's just an honor to be here and to be on it. So <laughs> thank you. <Love> you. <laughs> Shucks. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, this episode, I mean, it's has been so fun because it's one of my favorites, but it's just been a lot of fun talking about it with you. And, um, you know, not going to lie. It's nice to have you validate my English major views on things. So, <laughs> Hey, I'm here for it you. It feels anytime. good to be validated, yeah. you know, <laughs> just outnumber. It's fine. But, <laughs> um, but um, thank you to everyone for joining us and tuning in. Um, hope you enjoyed the episode and, We hope that you have a great week and don't forget to read.